Hello everyone, my name is Sekriana and welcome back to the CRC St. Albans podcast for episode 4, part 2. Today we will be discussing the female perspective of positive relationships. Here with me are Anna, me and Monica, who are all student council representatives and Audrey, one of our social justice captains. Joining us today is a special guest and teacher from CRC St. Albans, Miss Liberatore. She's an English, drama and religion teacher at CRC St. Albans, as well as our student development leader. How are you today, Miss? I'm very good, Sakriana. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me, girls. I hope that we can have an interesting chat about relationships and all shed some light for everybody who's listening. All right, then. With that, we will commence. Would you like to start by telling us a little bit about yourself, your family, education, jobs and experiences? Okay. So, that's a lot of, okay, let's do one by one. I graduated high school and I started a TAFE course. I did that for a little while. And then I realised it wasn't the path I wanted to go down as I had no idea what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be. So I took some time to work a few different jobs, saved a lot of money, and I travelled quite a bit. I went to places like Europe, I've gone around Australia, to New Zealand, and through those experiences I came to light of what I wanted to do, which was teaching. So that's when I went back to uni and I was 21 when I went back to school. And I did my Bachelor of Arts degree, I then did my Masters in Teaching, and then that led me to my position at CSC St Albans. And through all of these experiences, I've met a lot of people along the way who are still my friends to this day, and they've um, they've enlightened me in many, many ways. So I've got a fair few different pockets of friends. You asked me about my, my relationships and my family. So I consider friends my family. Um, my family itself, I was raised by a single mother. However, I, I am still in contact with my father. We have a good relationship. I'm very close with all four of my grandparents who I am very lucky to still have with me today. And yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Today I'm teaching, I'm loving it. I couldn't imagine being or anywhere else or doing anything else. And that's me in about 40 seconds. Thank you for your answer, Miss. On to the next question. What does the word relationship mean to you? What are some examples of different types of relationships? So I believe the word relationships is the bond or connection between two people. Some examples could be between you and your teachers, families, classmates or friends. I think you had that very, very spot on, Monica. Relationships is a broad word. We can find relationships in different areas of our lives. It's about what level of a relationship you have. You could have a relationship with your neighbour, with, you know, the person you go to buy your fruit from, with your, like I said, I mentioned my grandparents earlier, and all of those are very, very different relationships and you share experiences and conversations in a, at a very different level. Um, so, yeah, I think you got it all in a nutshell there, Monica. I don't think I need to add anything else to that. On the same track as the meaning of relationship to you, 
What are your most treasured relationships or who's the most important to you and why? Okay, um, <clears throat> I value all of my relationships. However, my closest would have to be my mum, <clears throat> my partner and my best friend, Anita. And I'll explain why. So my mum has always been my number one supporter. Um, she's never tried to control me or lead me down a particular path. She's allowed me to take my life in my own hands and make my own decisions. And she's never, when I've made mistakes, she has never been one to say, I told you so. And that's what I respect most about her. She's allowed me to make those mistakes and learn from them. And she's there to support me if I do make a mistake. And I think that's very, very important. Um, I love her for that. I respect her for that. And I look up to her for that. If when I'm a mother, I want to be exactly like her. There's nothing I will change. Um, my partner, um, he has told me that no matter how old you get, you still have room for improvement and time to learn about yourself and about the world. So he has enlightened me in many different ways. I thought I knew who I was and everything that I was. And then my experiences with him has opened up so many more doors and avenues. Um, so I'm able to go with him with anything, anything that's on my mind, work-related, personal, future, and I feel comfortable to do that. And my best friend, Anita, who never judges me ever. And I think that's very important in a relationship. Um, you know, sometimes you'll go to a friend and you'll express how you're feeling and they'll feel the need to over to top you with their experiences or try and give you advice. And sometimes you just want to express yourself. You don't need advice. You just want them to be there. And she's that, that she's that person for me. So they're my top three um, relationships. I might, I, I'm actually curious to hear some of yours, if you want to share. Uh, well, um, I haven't really thought about it because, as you said earlier, all of my relationships are, as well are um, all equally as important to me. But I think, especially through this time, I've been very reliant on seeking the advice from my mom and seeking the comfort from her as well but not really in the form of having discussions about my emotions, just sitting down and like watching a movie, for example. We've been watching some Jane Austen lately. Very oh, nice. Interesting. Yes. I actually happen to like it now, but it's just, <laughs> the, the, it's just the feeling of peace, just being away from everything with a loved one. And my mum and I do that very often. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Audrey. Um, for me, all my positive, all my relationships are really important to me, positive and negative, because they really impact me and they build my character strength. And I think whether you're a negative influence on me or not, you've taught me more than what I could teach myself. And obviously during this time, family is really important. And I am so grateful to have two sisters, one of which is a twin. So I share a really good bond with them and I can talk to them about anything because we're very close in age. And then my parents are just amazing. They care for me and they look after me really well and they've taught me what I want to be like when I grow up and they're big role models for me. But also like teachers, staff at the school who have really 
pushed me and who have taught me a lot. And then my friends, my friends are really important to me and they are so different from one another, but it puts the most positive impact on me because I get to learn from them and what they do. That's really, really great. I love that answer. So on top of that, what are some signs of an unhealthy relationship? Mm. Um, so from my perspective, I think jealousy is definitely a sign of an unhealthy relationship. Control over somebody else. Um, trying to overpower them. Trying to, like I said before, when you're going to somebody and you're just wanting to express yourself, I think an unhealthy relationship is when somebody is trying to guide you in a certain direction, whether or not they think it's right. I think it's important that the people around us support us in, in our how we're feeling and what we're experiencing. So, yeah, definitely trying to control someone in their thoughts and, and their actions. Um, they're, they're my most, they're the things that I've struggled with negatively in relationships. Um, me, what about you? Um, I think compared to that, it's really important to be content. I think what you said, giving advice and guiding someone in a certain direction. But I also think that it can't be one-sided either. Relationships have to be leveled and we have to be equal. If you feel like you're putting in all the work, then there's really no point continuing a relationship that is bound to fail because only one person is keeping it alive while the other doesn't really want to participate in it at all. So I think that's really important. But I was, yeah. Just I love like what you said then. You, you said it should be a two-way street. Um, and I think negative relationship is when you've gone to that friend and you've said, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling connected to you right now, you're not really there. If they're not able to take that on board and respect what you're saying, that's an, also a negative aspect of a relationship. They should understand that they need to be there for you as much as you're there for them. So that was, I like that you said that, me. I mean, Ms. Laboratory and yourself, like, really um, pointed everything out. But I think on top of that, um, if there's no understanding between the two people in the relationship or at least, like, some kind of um some kind of bond that keeps them like trust of trust then there's no point in having this relationship trust is what makes the foundation of relationships to be able to go to somebody and tell them things that you wouldn't even tell to anybody else another soul is is something to be grateful for but if you can't even do something like that then i don't think there's a point of a relationship because it's all about trust you need to trust that that person will be there for you no matter what if they're not there for you then i don't know what's going on with the relationship yeah i think anna was going to say something too and you're spot on there sakriana um i think that a relationship should not stress you out at all and so if like the other person or like the whole relationship itself is adding on to your plate or you know, not exactly making you happy, then it shouldn't be a good thing. 100%, Anna. 
wise words from young girls love it i think with boundaries it's really important that you have a sense of respect for one another's boundaries and that you're able to be vulnerable with one another and i think that people often struggle with being vulnerable with people at least that's what i've struggled with as i'm growing like i don't find it easy to express my emotions to certain people so it's important for me to find people that i can really put my trust in like sakriana said and just have that mutual empathy with one another and that you don't necessarily prioritize one another but you just have the thought that you can be there and that their presence is enough to provide enough thought and care and kindness in that sense yeah um speaking of character trait characteristics sorry um what are some characteristics of a healthy relationship i would say support love compassion empathy is a big one um and just being there being there being able to listen that's my top trait with anybody my mom my partner my friends just being able to listen and not judge monica what do you think i think it's also like having communication and being able to be yourself because if you're putting on this fake persona it might lead to like problems or having lack of communication and not understanding each other for sure. Yeah, I think on top of that, individuality in a relationship is important, like Monica said. Like, knowing who you are as an individual. And, like, you may find people who, like, you think are cool, you know, they're hip and stuff. But, like, are they really portraying who you are? And you shouldn't let people necessarily define you. Like, a group of people that you hang out with shouldn't tell you who you are. You shouldn't change for other people. It's important to like remain that integrity and keep being true to yourself rather than changing for a group of people that you meet. And that's really important. Very, very true. And we see that happen a lot, especially in your age group. Wise words. I think like we were saying with the negative aspect, trust is really important in a relationship. And it's also something that, you don't get normally and it's really hard to come by and that trust is something kind of what we're all saying where it's like we need to be able to be ourselves and trust that person to accept us and be there for us and I think the care and the kindness that goes into a relationship is really important but also someone who's honest and who can really express their feelings without hurting you but who gives you the respect to be honest enough with you I think that's really important but also the same goes for us I think we need to be trustworthy to the other person and we need to be honest and it needs to be a two-sided relationship and that's something that is really important to build a positive relationship yeah I think that's really true yeah. um I think with our age group I don't think we realize that it's normal to grow out of the people that you meet constantly and I think some of us are afraid to lose ones that we've created bonds with because it could be years 
like months, decades even, but it's normal to grow out of that group of friends because once you start growing, you have different morals, different values, and it's okay to say, oh, these people don't really match with me anymore, so I gotta find people that have the same views or challenge my views in a positive way. And that's something that our generation kind of needs to focus on a bit more. Like you don't have to remain friends with someone for like decades just because you were friends with them for a couple of years. Like if they don't provide what you need, then there's no point staying. Yeah. For sure. And that doesn't end when you get older. That will be a forever thing. You're constantly meeting people and people are coming into your life and leaving again. And so some people stay forever. It's just the way life goes. So moving on to the next question, what advice do we have on developing positive relationships and keeping them that way? So for me, I think it's important to be open to everybody, first and foremost. Me mentioned earlier, you know, like we... We, we shouldn't allow people to define who we are and people who are cool, we tend to, like, be attracted to those, that group. However, we need to be open to building relationships with everybody that we meet and then decide if they're healthy for us or positive for us because if we're not open to that, we could miss the opportunities of meeting and becoming close with some very, very good people. So I think that's important. Maintaining that positive relationship, I think communication is key. If we're bottling things up, keeping things in our head, that can be very detrimental to a relationship because we are formulating something in our mind that could not be true. We're thinking, you know, they're, they're feeling this way or they're thinking this way about me or they're doing this when really it's our own narrative in our head because we're not expressing that to them. So I think it's important to communicate. Say how we're feeling. If that person cannot accept that, that's on them. But we need to be open and honest. And that is the key for me. Yeah, I definitely agree. And especially like making sure that the people around you, if they don't make you feel yourself and if you can't be yourself around those people, then it's not worth having a relationship with them because it's really important that whoever you're around, you're your absolute self. And if they don't accept who you are, then it's not worth it. And it's not worth you trying and putting in all the effort for the other person not to worry about yourself. So anyone else got any advice or anything about keeping a positive relationship? I completely agree with you. Oh, sorry, Monica. <laughs> um, um, I completely agree with you, but like on the flip side, because lately we've been talking about what to do when the other person is uninterested or we feel like we are being neglected by the other person. But sometimes we can be in that position too, where we are the person neglecting um, a loved one. So I think in that case, assuming that they're not family, if it's a friendship, is if it's a romantic relationship, if it doesn't, if saying hello every morning to that person feels like a to-do list then you need to talk things out and they might not be right for you um as for your family members you know you have to put up with them sometimes they can be annoying sometimes you feel like you need to question whether you're actually related whether you're adopted and that's okay but 
with any other relationship, when stuff like this happens, you have to sit down and talk about it. Communication is key. With what Say was saying, I think it's also with like having patience and being understanding as well as like as time goes by, things may change as well. So you just have to be open-minded and keep it in mind. Oh, no. I also believe that, um, you know, it's important to have space between each other because being too close can always like, or sometimes at least like, you know, um, have, <laughs> sorry, um, you can get very sick of each other a lot. And so- Get a bit claustrophobic. Yeah. And then it's important in self-care as well. So it's good to have time for yourself alone. I agree. The next question is, what steps do you take to resolve a conflict in a relationship? I used to, my biggest downfall was I used to react right away. Um, even in adult life, I would just react. I wouldn't think things through. I would just word vomit all over the person or they've come to me with something and I'd, attack them the advice i'm giving you i was doing the exact opposite in some situations because i'm so emotional with how i'm feeling all the time um but i've learned over some time to step away from the situation and take time to think about it because things are never as bad as what they are when we're having a conflict with somebody else we always feel like it's much worse in the moment um so i that's what i do First step, walk away, have a think. If it takes a couple of hours, a couple of days, so be it. And then I will get back to that person and have a more civilised conversation. I'll hear them out first, hear what they have to say. That would be my second step. Let them finish before I respond and then respond to what they have to say. I take on board how they're feeling what they're trying to express and I try to action that in the future. So that's how I try to maintain my positive relationships. Yeah, I think the most important um, step is to look at their perspective. Perspective in a relationship is really important and you could be judging the person for something that could be both way and both sided. So you need to be very careful about how you're looking at the situation because we all have our own opinions and views but everyone's different. And if you blame someone straight away, then you lose a relationship really quickly. And that's relationship can sometimes be the most important relationship in your life. So you need to be careful that you really do look at it from both ways. And if both ways you're kind of like, okay, they're, they're not a positive influence and they've done something that is just, it's not really something that you can forgive. And also just make sure you're not forgiving all the time as well, because that's really important. If you're constantly forgiving and they're always doing something, then it's clearly a negative relationship that's very toxic. So you need to be careful with that. But perspective, I think we all, like I said, we all have our own opinions and views and we're all brought up in our own ways and our own ways to kind of solve a solution. So in that situation, it really just needs to be super both ways, both sided, but also making sure that you talk, 
you don't want to go ahead and straight away separate. You want to talk to the person and really it's not a yelling or it's just a calm um, conversation and really communicate with the person and get what you're trying to say across and how you're feeling and really focus on what you're feeling about the situation and not talk about the situation as such because if you bring that up and your kind of opinions on the situation that causes a really negative environment when you're trying to solve a solution but really going into it positively and saying this is how I felt and this is how I I was affected and then listen to them as well don't just make it a conversation where you're just talking you need to listen to both sides because sometimes it can be hard to look at perspective of others so you're going to have to listen and that's really important I think the part where Audrey was talking about not forgiving all the time is really really important because a lot of people have a lot of fights and they like always believe that it, it'll get better but sometimes relationships can't always be saved and it's important to know that because when you keep fighting and fighting it's eventually going to break and everything will get even worse um does anyone else have anything else to say um we talked about the person who was always forgiving i used to be that person <laughs> it was it's gonna sound really bad but like yeah i used to be like I was always giving other people the benefit of the doubt. As someone who like doesn't like conflict at all, I thought it would be easier if I put it all on myself. I was like, okay, I'm in the wrong. I'll apologize. And if you forgive me, it'll be over. But I don't think that's how it works anymore. Um, I think it's definitely like Audrey said, perspective is really important. Knowing what the other person is feeling helps you realize what you did or how to solve a certain problem um so yeah just don't be like me don't forgive all the time you can forgive sometimes but don't always think you're in the wrong or don't always take the blame for something that you didn't do i think that's really important i think i'm kind of like you me actually um a lot of bad relationships i've had in the in the past i've had very um toxic friendships in the past despite my age and despite our age a lot of people are like aren't you a bit too young to have like experienced such toxic relationships um no relationships can happen to everybody so um but yeah i used to be the person who'd always be forgiving but not in the sense where i'd physically say no 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 it's okay like you you're okay it's, it's my fault, don't worry about it. But in the sense that whenever something bad happened, I didn't call them out on it. I just left it as is. And that led me to becoming like a stepping stone for them. I became a stepping stone because friends are supposed to be there to help you. And that help can come from things like education, help with homework, help with almost anything, even advice. So since I was the forgiving one, they kind of used me as a stepping stone to go and reach out to other friends that you mentioned before that were cool or whatever. Yeah, so I think um, if you're going 
through the phase of forgiving everybody, let me do you a favor and tell you to stop it. Stop it. Have some human dignity. Protect <laughs> yourself. It's okay to feel like you're being it's it's okay if you feel like you're being a little bit selfish with your feelings. It's perfectly fine. You'll get used to it. It's just that you need to take a bit more care for yourself. But in the same prospect, you need to also take care of other people's emotions, as you usually would. But yeah, just just have more self-confidence. Have more faith in yourself. Because lack of faith leads to that forgiving everybody and also taking on the blame yourself please do not do that it's it's bad for you and your self-confidence and it's best to learn this when you're young or else you're going to be a stepping stone like sakriana said you're for a long time and that's going to affect you mentally and it's going to affect your school it's going to affect your other relationships and it's just very toxic okay we've got one last question how would you reach out to a friend or family member who you suspect is struggling? I'll start you girls off again. I feel like I'm starting you off and then these awesome discussions are coming out. Um, I find that you've got two types of people, the people who just want to express themselves when they're struggling and are open to sharing those feelings and then the people who shut themselves off. and It's the people who shut themselves off, those friends and those family members who concern me most. I don't know about you girls, but they're the ones who concern me most. And they're the ones we're always finding it hard to confront, you know, because sometimes they're just like, I'm fine, I'm good, it's all good. Or they get defensive and they're like completely shutting you out. And they use that, you're imposing, what's wrong with you? I don't, I'm all good. Why would you ask me that? That tactic in order to deflect um so i tend to try i'm going to go down that path i'm going to discuss the people who don't want to be open um with those friends and those family members i tend to not directly ask them if they're okay i just make sure that i'm around so i'll text every now and then or give them a phone call go and visit during the times that we can visit um and just be present because slowly i find as as we're spending time together, they begin to open up and they begin to tell me what's going on for them. I think we're quite intuitive people, especially, and I don't mean to be um, sexist or anything, but as as women and as girls, we're quite intuitive. We're quite connected to emotions and other people's emotions. So I think we know when somebody's struggling and we know when somebody needs us. And, and I think that's most important to remain connected with, within ourselves and with the people around us so that we can be present when we're needed. It's not so much what you say and the advice you give, but it's about being there. That's my point of view. Um, for, oh, sorry, Anna. Um, but I think for me, the most important thing is to find the core of where, what that negative aspect in their lives is and not so much finding the core by asking them. Like Miss Latore said, it can be really difficult to bring it up a lot of the time and they can get very defensive. But to kind of look and see where that negative energy is coming from is really important and to try and help fix it without the other person knowing you're fixing it. Because if the other person has to tell you 
why they're upset or if they have to explain to you what you're doing, what another person's doing, then you're not looking and you're not seeing what's happening. And that's really important that you are around, like Miss Libertoria said, so you can see what's going on and what's actually negatively impacting them. Because you can't go into a relationship and be there for someone when you haven't seen what they're going through anyway. Because that means that you're not around them and you you don't look for them and you don't care as much about them as you can. So really try to look for the core of their unhappiness and try to help that without letting them know you're helping it so that they can think that okay these people aren't going around and trying to fix my problems because sometimes people don't like when other people know their problems they don't like when people are constantly asking them if they're okay so the most important thing is to actually act on their negativity because if it's going to constantly happen it's going to make them a lot more negative and their mental health is going to go down really quickly if it doesn't get fixed. Um, I personally do what Miss Lib does and so if I know that a friend or family member is upset or struggling, I try to get them away from their room or like their house far away as possible. So for example, um, I take my friends or family on like a bike ride or like a walk so I clear their mind or bake a cake for them and just do like the little things that make them happy and distracted from how they're feeling. That's really sweet, Anna. Can you bake me a cake? <laughs> Thanks. Yes, of course. Miss. <laughs> I think with everything, um, um, that actions is like louder, speaks louder than like saying words and that if you take action, things may actually change and happen? I um, am saddened to say this again, but I am the person that shuts everybody off. Um, and that's not, okay. Yeah, not necessarily I'm imposing. I more just, like, don't say anything. Like, I think it's just a personal struggle, like, not being comfortable with vulnerability and always finding myself having to be independent. I think I've relied on that a lot, being independent, so I don't find it necessary to tell other people how I'm feeling. But I do very much value people like Miss Lib and Anna who do things that show me that you're there and show me that you care about me, but not necessarily trying to jab yourself in between my problems and my emotions. So I think that's really, really important. But also I think empathy, again, is a really important thing to have because we don't understand what they're going through, but it's almost like you have to sit down and just show them you're there and like have your presence around them and not just like being like a problem solver 24-7 when you're around them. So I think that's really important. Because I agree with me, yeah. Sorry, Miss, were you going to say something? I was just going to say, because when you come across as a problem solver, you come across as dominating, like you know more and you, you know better, when really nobody knows more or knows better. We're all navigating through life just the same and we're all faced with challenges. We don't want to demean anybody. We don't want to make them feel small or like they are not in control of their own lives. So I like that you said that, me. That was very insightful. And also don't make yourself open to having everyone's problems lean on you because when you do that you 
that becomes your mental strain and that ends up dragging you down. Make sure that you tell people that you're available. But in saying that, if you're the person who's had issues or if you're in a negative way, make sure that you reach out to different people because sometimes if you've always got a certain person, for them it can be really difficult and they're dealing with different problems at a time. And that's especially me. I know a lot of people come to me when they've got problems and I'm happy to listen. And that's something that uh, I need to work on because I'm constantly listening and it's a lot of different things coming to me at different times. But if you are the person who's affected, get other people's views and opinions on your problems. And these are the people who are open about their situation, obviously. But get other people's views because... It, leaning it on certain people can be really difficult and then it brings them down and it mentally strains them as well. So just make sure you're going to a variety of people, getting different opinions, getting different views on the problem, problem, but also make sure that you take action on that problem. Don't, if you are a person who shuts yourself out, which I know I am can do a lot as well, but you need to find that action that you need to take to help yourself wake up every morning and say, today's going to be a better day. I'm not going to let those people or those things that are affecting me affect me because I'm stronger than that. And it's really important to know yourself when you're struggling and to help yourself as well. Don't constantly wake up in the morning negatively. Don't think, oh, my gosh, the world's ending and stuff like that because it's not. You can fix your problems as well and Sometimes you do need support with that, but make sure it's different people and it's always kind of spreading yourself around. Um, just to add on, um, just on the train of um, becoming the therapist friend, because that kind of that kind of role can be very mentally straining. It's a big responsibility, especially especially if you have a lot of friends who come to you for advice or come to you for the sake of, you know, just letting out venting, letting out their emotions. Um, on that train of thought, um, if you are the therapist friend um, and you notice that you're starting to become like a second option so that people... Um, who you consider to be good friends are now starting to rely on other people to hang out with and all that, but only come to you when there are problems, then you need to reevaluate. You need to take a step back and look at your relationships and ask yourself, what are you doing in that relationship? What are you receiving? What are the benefits? Because benefits come from both sides. You can't have... You can't be the therapist friend 24-7. Even therapists need to go see therapists. Like, <laughs> She's I'm right. just saying, I'm just saying, if You're you... You're not wrong. Yeah, if you, so just if you feel like you are becoming the therapist friend and you feel like you're becoming pressured, I think it's important for you to start talking to those friends, start talking about how you're feeling. Time for them to become the therapist friend. You know, switch up the roles a little bit. That's it. And just vent yourself. Sometimes you just need to do so. Like, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay to show emotions. Yeah. Definitely okay. 
any other thoughts? Just on the therapist friend. I think that happens when you're the mom friend too. Oh my yeah. goodness, yeah. The mom friend. Everybody. <laughs> the mom friend. I feel like I have nine children on my back and I'm carrying them around. Oh my I gosh, think- you too. We should start a daycare. We should, <laughs> honestly, at school, let's start a daycare. Me and you. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. Do we charge people? Um, We have to, that's the point. All right, I guess this is how we're going to promote it. Then. The next it's student podcast. leadership meeting, we're bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, okay. <laughs> but I think when you're the mom friend, I think I've grown to almost, like, kind of feel like I have to constantly be there for my friends and Although I don't like necessarily see that as a bad thing, I just I like to see their views. I've almost become like nosy at some point, but I always have to like check in. If I notice that they're like not feeling well, I always have to talk to them because I feel like without me, they wouldn't really be doing that at all. So I think it's important to maintain that sense of equality within your group or just within a relationship, like Say said. So that's really important um yeah if that's all um i guess we'll move on to the conclusion all right then that concludes our podcast for today this was an awesome discussion girls thank you to all of you for joining us today thank you miss liberatory for sharing your thoughts and experiences as well we You're hope welcome. that we have been able thank you. <laughs> we hope that we have been able to shed some light around positive relationships for our listeners. Please be sure to count on the ones you love and trust during these interesting and challenging times. And thank you to you, our listeners, for checking in with us for another episode of the CRC podcast. Yay! <laughs> On that train of thought, um, <laughs> sorry. On that train of thought, <clears throat> on the a, timing of that was impeccable. On that right, no one was let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> okay, sorry, right. I turned it off. <clears throat> He'll edit it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, we can keep that. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, on that, um, on that train.